Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 94 of Better Regulate Than Never. Well, I hope your summer is going well. We're kind of um, deep into it now that it is late June, and I hope that you are challenging yourself with new things and getting out there and just doing things that you didn't have time to do when you were having school. I am doing this group this summer, an in-person group, and it's really fun. I'm really enjoying like coming up with the topics. I have a book that I'm following, but I also like to bring in other things that kind of pertain to what we are doing in the group. And I am reading this book. Well, it shouldn't be taking me this long because it's. It, I, I actually looked, when I was looking up stuff about this book, it said that you could read it in like three and a half hours. <laughs> and I've been reading it for a while, but I, I just read a little bit at a time. But it's called The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself. And it's written by Michael Singer. And he tells so many wonderful things in this book. And I actually have mentioned this book before in another podcast when we talked about the inner roommate that came from this book as well. And he just tells things in such a beautiful way that it just makes sense to me. And it's really called an allegory. That's a, an allegory is a way to express large complex ideas in a way that people can understand. And he just does a great job of that. And so today I'm actually going to read out of the book because I, there's no better way to tell the story than the way he wrote it. But I think there's a lot of things that you could get from it. And I'm actually going to use it in my group as well, because it's just so good. And so as I was working on my group presentations, I was like, oh, this would be such a great podcast episode as well. So I'm going to read from his book, but then I'm also going to try to talk about it from what we've already been learning in the podcast. The chapter is called Removing Your Inner Thorn. And I just think it's such a great way to look at when we have problems, and we all have problems, we deal with our problems in different ways. And so I want you to think about your problems as a thorn. Imagine that you have a thorn in your arm that directly touches a nerve. When the thorn is touched, it's very painful. Because it hurts so much, the thorn is a serious problem. It's difficult to sleep because you roll over on it. It's hard to get close to people because they might touch it. It makes your daily life very difficult. You can't even go for a walk in the woods because you might brush the thorn against the branches. This thorn is a constant source of disturbance. And to solve the problem, you only have two choices. The first choice is to look at your situation and decide that since it's so disturbing when things touch the thorn, you need to make sure that nothing touches it. The second choice is to decide that since it's so disturbing when things touch the thorn, you need to take it out. Believe it or not, the effects of the choice you make will determine the course of the rest of your life. 
Let's begin with the first choice and explore how it might affect your life. If you decide to have to keep things from touching the thorn, then that becomes the work of a lifetime. If you want to go for a walk in the woods, you have to thin out the branches to make sure that you don't brush against them. Since you often roll over and touch the thorn when you sleep, you'll have to find a solution for that as well. Perhaps you could design an apparatus that acts as a protective device. If you really put a lot of energy into it and your solution seemed to work, you would think that you have solved your problem. You'd say, I can sleep now. So now you've got a whole life built around this thorn and you're proud of it. You keep the woods thinned out and you wear the apparatus, apparatus at night. But now you have a new problem. You fell in love. This is a problem because in your situation, it's hard to even hug. Nobody can touch you because they might touch the thorn. So you design another kind of device that allows closeness among people without actually touching. Eventually, you decide that you want total mobility without having to worry about the thorn anymore. So you make a full-time device that doesn't have to be strapped at night or changed over for hugging and other daily activities, but it's heavy. So you put wheels on it, control it with hydraulics, and install collision sensors. It's actually quite an impressive device. Of course, you have to change the doors in your house so that the protective apparatus can get through, but at least now you can live your life. You can go to work, go to sleep, get close to people. And so you announce to everyone, I have solved my problem. I am a free being. I can go anywhere I want. I can do whatever I want. This thorn used to run my life. Now it doesn't run anything. But the truth is, the thorn completely runs your entire life. It affects all of your decisions, including where you go, whom you're comfortable with, and who's comfortable with you. It determines where you're allowed to work, what house you live in, what kind of bed you sleep on at night. When it's all said and done, that thorn is running every aspect of your life. It turns out that the life of protecting yourself from your problem becomes a perfect reflection of the problem itself. You didn't solve anything. If you don't solve the root cause of the problem, but instead attempt to protect yourself from the problem, it ends up running your life. You end up so psychologically fixated on the problem that you can't see the forest for the trees. You actually feel that because you've minimized the pain of the problem, you've solved the problem, but it is not solved. All you did was devote your life to avoiding it. It is now the center of your universe. It's all there is. Now imagine, and I'm going to read more of his story, but I I just wanted you to think about when we've talked about buffering before or resistance, and there's different episodes about these things you can go back and, and listen to. But when you think about, oh, I don't want to feel fear, or I don't want to feel bored, or I don't want to feel rejection. So I'm going to avoid all of these things that cause that, or I'm going to eat food. I'm going to binge watch Netflix all day. I'm going to watch pornography. I'm going to spend a bunch of money shopping. 
all of those things are avoiding whatever those feelings are you don't want to feel. And so that thorn is like any feeling that you're trying to avoid. So I don't want to feel this, so I'm not going to do it. I have this client who loves people. Like she wants to have some really good friends and enjoy her summer, but she is afraid of rejection. And she says, Hey, I'm an introvert and I don't want to be rejected by people. So I don't ask to go to any thing with my friends. I don't ask them to come over because they might say no. And I said, well, what does it mean? What would it mean if someone says no to you? And she said, well, it means that I'm a loser and they don't want to be with me and that they're embarrassed by me and they don't really want to be my friend. And so we really dug into, well, what else could a no mean? And she was like, well, a no could mean that they're tired or that they have something else to do that day or their parents won't let them. I'm like, okay, so you're zeroing in on if they tell me no, that means that I'm a loser and terrible and people don't like me, but it really could mean a lot of different things. And she said, I really want to be an extrovert, but you know, I'm worried about all these things. And every person, even an extrovert, I mean, every person in the world doesn't want rejection. That's our brain is wired that way for every person to not want rejection. But some people are willing to experience rejection so that they can move forward. And even me doing this podcast or having this business, I'm risking somebody saying, I don't like your services. I don't like your podcast. You're a joke, whatever. But I'm willing to possibly experience that. And I actually did have someone messaged me that where they didn't like something that I said. And I was terrified of that at first. And I felt really sick inside, like, oh, gosh, this person doesn't like it or doesn't like me. And then I decided that's one person's opinion. That doesn't mean anything about me. And that's what I told my client. And I said, what would you like she said, I want to be an extrovert and I want to believe I am important. I am whole. I am worth it. And I said, okay, so what would you, you know, if you want to feel confident and you want to be an extrovert and you want to think those thoughts, sometimes you just have to have the actions of an extrovert, like asking people to come to your house. And when people are talking about doing something, Hey, I want to join you. I want to go to that and just put yourself out there even though it feels uncomfortable, because that's what an extrovert would do too. Those uncomfortable feelings aren't, they don't go away because you're an extrovert. They're still there. They're just willing to go through them and still do the thing. So um, when we think about this inner thorn that we're, and we're trying to avoid all of these unpleasant, uncomfortable feelings, but then we're not even living our life. We're not even doing the things that we want to do because we're trying to avoid feeling a negative feeling and we're never going to be able to avoid them. Okay. And the author in this, he uses loneliness as an example of this. So let's say you have a very deep sense of inner loneliness. It's so deep that you have trouble sleeping at night. And during the day, it makes you very sensitive. You're susceptible to feeling sharp pangs in your heart 
that cause quite a disturbance. You have trouble staying focused on your job, and you have trouble with everyday interactions. What's more, when you're very lonely, it's often painfully difficult to get close to people. You see, loneliness is just like the thorn. It causes pain and disturbance in all aspects of your life. But in the case of the human heart, we have more than one thorn. We have sensitivities about loneliness, about rejection, about our physical appearance, and about our mental prowess, which means our intellectual abilities. We are walking around with lots of thorns touching right against the most sensitive part of our hearts. At any moment, something can touch them and cause pain inside. You have the same two choices with these inner thorns as you did with the thorn in your arm. Surely it is obvious that you would have much better you would be much better off taking out the thorn. There's no reason to spend your life protecting the thorn from getting touched when you can just remove it. Once the thorn is removed, you are truly free of it. The same is true with your inner thorns. They can be removed. Now, this is the part where the book gets a little tricky because he talks about how you can truly be free of these emotions. Now, I teach this in a little bit different way uh, because there's we are going to have uncomfortable emotions our whole life. We don't get rid of them. They don't go away. We just process them and work through them so that they can not cause a disturbance in our body. That's, and I think that's actually what he's saying, but when he words it, he words it like, you're just going to get rid of these feelings. And I think what he means is you can feel the feelings, but they don't cause you a disturbance. And that's actually what I teach in this podcast is that you can feel fear and you can feel, feel loneliness and you can feel rejection, feel, um, sadness, anxiety, whatever. And I've talked about it as it's just buzzing in the background and it's, it's there, but you're not paying attention to it. You're moving forward through it, even though it's there. And I, I think that's what he's saying, but he kind of words it differently. If you choose to keep the thorns without being disturbed by them, you must modify your life to avoid the situations that would stir it up. So like my client She doesn't want to feel rejection, so she just avoids everything that would cause rejection. Now, ultimately, you can't really avoid that anyway, because even if you think you're avoiding it and you create all these barriers and situations where you don't ever have to feel rejection, at some point you're going to feel it anyway, um, which then makes all this time and energy put into avoiding it kind of a moot point anyway. If you were lonely, you must avoid going to places where couples tend to be. If you are afraid of rejection, you must avoid getting too close to people. If you do this, however, it is for the same reason that you thinned out the woods. You are attempting to adjust your life to make allowance for your thorns. When you're lonely, you find yourself pondering, what to do about your loneliness. What is it that you could say or do in order to not feel so lonely? What is it that I could say or do to not feel rejection? Notice that you aren't asking how to get rid of the problem. 
you're asking how to protect yourself from feeling it. And that is when we do this avoidance, this buffering, all of these things that just cause us more problems. In the example of loneliness, the loneliness will run your entire life. You'll marry the person who makes you feel less lonely, and you'll think that's natural and normal. But it's exactly the same as the person who is avoiding the pain of the thorn instead of taking it out. You have not removed the root of loneliness. You have only attempted to protect yourself from feeling it. And I've seen people do that. They marry people or get in relationships with people to try to avoid something else. And because they didn't try to work through what they were avoiding, that relationship ends up being messed up and maybe even um, they end up not being together because what they picked that person for was to try to avoid or get rid of some other feeling they had. And that wasn't, that is not, that's not ever the reason to get in a relationship or marry someone. This is what people do. They let the fear of their inner thorns affect their behavior. They end up limiting their lives just like someone living with an external thorn. Ultimately, if there is something disturbing inside of you, you have to make a choice. You, you can compensate for the disturbance by going outside in an attempt to avoid feeling it, or you can simply remove the thorn and not focus your life around it. Do not doubt your ability to remove the root cause of the disturbance inside of you. It really can go away. You free yourself by finding yourself. Remember, in episode number 26, and you may want to go back and listen to that one because I talked about the window of tolerance, which also kind of fits into this, and I'm not going to go into that today, but I wanted to remind you about episode 26, which is processing your emotions, because it does kind of walk you through a way to process these inner thorns and let them flow through your body. So let me go through kind of the example on that uh, worksheet, and I'm going to put that worksheet uh, in the show notes for you to be able to go to it again. And I'm going to try to find, maybe I'll also put a link to it on my Facebook business page and my Instagram business page. I'm not sure. I'm going to try to figure that out. But But that episode, Processing Your Emotions, the worksheet is you notice and name your feelings. So you're going to notice and name your thorn. What is it that, uh, what, what feeling is causing a disturbance for you? And then there's a space for you to describe what does that feeling look like and feel like? So one of the main things you can do to free yourself is to be completely aware of that thorn. When we have a thorn for so long and we're trying to avoid it all the time, we pretend like it's not there. We pretend that we don't feel that. Um, So in the book, he was talking about loneliness. So you could, you know, if loneliness is one of your things, then you're going to name it. And then you're going to talk about what does loneliness feel like? And I'm trying to, you know, imagine when I've felt lonely, um, I think it feels really heavy in my chest. And it has a dark color to it, like a gray. 
it, the vibration that I would feel would mostly be around my heart, I think, and maybe in my throat and maybe even like my throat is sort of feeling like it's closing off. That that's how detailed you want to get. You want to really sit with it. You want to try to feel it in your body. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Whatever it is that feelings do to you and say out loud or to yourself, this feels like loneliness. I wonder why I'm feeling like that right now. Like what's going on that's creating the loneliness? What phrases am I saying to myself right now? And that's the thoughts. And remember, thoughts are what create those feelings. So if I'm feeling lonely, I'm probably thinking things like, I don't have any friends. Everyone has what they want in life but me. No one ever asks me to do anything. And then I can ask myself, what is this emotion here to teach me? What is loneliness here? What is it teaching me about maybe some of my behaviors or what I'm doing or things that I need to do? Then the next thing to do is breathe and notice that loneliness cannot kill me. It feels terrible. It feels very uncomfortable. It feel it is a disturbance inside my body, but I can sit with loneliness and I can tolerate it. And I let loneliness sit in my body and I feel it and I allow it to be in my body. And I just sit with it. I don't try to close the door on it. I don't try to go do something to get rid of it, like watch TV or eat. I just let it be there. The next instruction is to spend 10 to 20 minutes with that feeling. And I'm just going to sit with it. And I'm just going to keep talking through it. And I'm going to keep describing it to myself and just allow it to sit there. And typically that is about the amount of time that a feeling can sit in your body before it starts to flow through. And when you're allowing it and you're open to it and you just have your, your arms open wide to it, it's just going to flow through your body and those feelings are going to go away. But even if the feeling is still with you, get started on your day or the tasks that you want to get done today, even though it's sitting back there in the background. Remember, you may need to walk around with this feeling like a heavy backpack. It's buzzing in the background. Now in the book with Michael Singer, he just talks about how, you know, you see it's there, but you have, it's like none of your business. It's sitting there. You don't pay any attention to it. And you can get to that point. Now, this is a practice and you have to keep doing this to get through some of these emotions. And sometimes if you have lots of abuse and trauma and things in your life, it's not going to be just as easy as going through this worksheet. You may need to go to some therapy, some talk therapy. You may need some people because their brain chemistry, um, doesn't allow for some of this to happen very easily. Maybe you need to take some medication as you go through these kinds of things and that's okay. And sometimes you might need medication for a short time till you can get your mind right. And then you don't need to do the medication anymore. But if this is just some inner thorns that you've been working with, you can work through them by doing this. 
And then the last step is just to write down what did you learn from sitting with this emotion? What what did sitting with loneliness teach you about the emotion? And then congratulate yourself for being brave and facing that emotion because it is hard. And most of the world's going around like zombies, not feeling their feelings. They're just trying to buffer them with food and alcohol and drugs and um, binge watching things. I mean, if you look around, lots of people are avoiding their emotions. If you learn this skill, this is like the secret to everything, like getting, letting these feelings work through you and getting rid of them is everything. So I hope this story today from Michael Singer about the inner thorn helps you to see in, in a different way, but then go back to episode number 26 and listen to that about processing emotion download this worksheet and use it to process some of those inner thorns that you have. And then you will be able to be free of them, or at least more free than you have been. Contact me about how you can work with me because I can help you work through these inner thorns. I can help you see what disturbances they're causing with you and how you can work through them. We all need people to help us work through our inner thorns. I have coaches that I work with that help me work through my inner thorns about this business, about my life, about things that go on that I, I get confused about and I have to be reminded, oh yeah, I can work through this by doing this process. So um, everybody needs help at some point. So I hope you're reaching out to someone or to me to help you uh, get through these things. So I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon.